everybody, welcome back to another episode of UHS Presents. I'm your host, Sarah, and with me tonight is not Lori, because she had a thing, it was an emergency, she has to go save the world, so Mr. Fish, our very favorite guest host. Y'all are my, everybody's my favorite guest host, I gotta stop saying that. <laughs> everybody's my favorite. Everybody is my favorite indie comic creator, so, you know, don't, it's fine. It, you can have a lot of favorites. Well, I would have just one favorite if everybody would stop being so good at it. If they'd stop making awesome stuff, then it wouldn't. It would be easy to just say, you know, oh, this one's my favorite. But then something else comes out, and then the next Spider Squirrel comes out, and then the next Apex Cybernetic Samurai Owl comes out, and then you know, I got a new favorite every day. Yeah. Stop. We gotta stop. Everybody's gotta stop making such good. Quit comments. being awesome. Can't pick a favorite this way, this route. Like it's never gonna happen. I mean, what? It Oh, man. Okay. And then UHS <laughs> keeps putting out stuff. And you know UHS is my favorite stuff. Oh, man. I hope UHS is everybody's favorite stuff. Always top-notch quality. Always the best stuff. Uh, we love to hear that. I, we try real hard. You know. Uh, just, I mean, we're not as fast as you are at putting <laughs> stuff out. But, but we try. Not many people are. Even <laughs> I'm not as fast as I used to be since COVID. But, you know. That's fair. I'm still doing all right. Yeah, speak, that's that's why um, I, I don't. I think that I was really smartassy on uh, all the posts that I said last week about we're not, us not having a show. The reason that we didn't have a show is because I got COVID, and three years, three freaking years, I managed to skate by. I just like I already hate going outside, so this whole quarantine uh, thing was it's... no big for me. And honestly, I I didn't even feel that sick by Monday by last week, but I couldn't talk. I would I would speak and nothing would come out. So it was like, well, that's not good for a live stream, I guess. No. And and I taught I told Lori and, and she does not um she does not want to be the main host on this. So I was like, well, we can get fish. We can get. She was just Katie. afraid of getting it over the stream. That's what she was afraid of. She, <laughs> she was might afraid. have because I think she's down to like the last of us who hasn't caught it yet. I think. Uh, she lives far enough out. Somebody would have to mail it to her for her to get it. Right, yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, um, that's why we weren't here yesterday, last week, and that was fine because we, I mean, it was free comic book day because we know we do that free comic book stuff every week, and so we didn't get to do that this month, but we'll just have something extra awesome for April, I think. That's what we'll do. Sounds good. Seems right. So, um, speaking of extra awesome stuff, um, Cthulhu is hard to spell. You still got time. I'm going to put the banner up here quick. Um, uhstudios.com slash back it. And it's a backer kit campaign. It's not a Kickstarter campaign. Backer kit is the, that's the thing that we use to help make our um, end of the campaigns. Like, I think we all use it at this point to make mm -hmm. the campaigns easier for us to manage. And it makes it easier for us to offer you like all the cool stuff that you want from us. That so. one last chance to get those add-ons and stickers and keychains that you might have missed. You get another chance at that if you want to. And now, you know, maybe you've got another paycheck since that Kickstarter came out. Now it's like, oh, that, that, that plush trash panda doesn't seem so bad now. And you can get on it. Yeah. So Backer Kit's awesome. And we've been working with them for years now. And their um, their 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 new crowdfunding campaign thingy is new, but like backer kit's been around for ages. And so like I know if some people if you're on the fence about it because you're not sure about backer kit, 
you don't like just yeah just trust us it's been it's around fine. for a long time it's, it's they've been handling yeah, their business kids, well yeah just the crowdfunding thing is new but they've been doing this with that we've been working the campaign's on the doing good oh i was so excited to see how quickly it got funded i i'm particularly excited about this one because i get to add one of my short stories to it that i got to write and i get to create and i'm absolutely loving working on it it is the most fun project i've worked on and i can't even remember when my flatter kind of hates me now and she's not talking to me <laughs> but I've you seen, know well uh, so fish uh, if, if y'all don't know fish has an art stream that he does tuesdays and thursday mornings and i try to catch every single one of them i had to miss one last week but i got the other one and sometimes you've been working on your your cthulhu story oh and what i've seen of it is i can see why your flatter hates you that's for oh, sure God. yeah so I had, detailed after the first page i like i i colored it all with flat colors over her flats and sent her that so i was like okay you don't have to do as much as you've been doing like this is what i'm looking for and she's like oh thank you so much because like she was making every little piece of every book on every bookshelf a different color and i was like Ooh. no 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 there's like three colors we'll be good like you know as long as i can separate the books from the shelves and the pages like i'm good yeah and yeah Oh, it's coming out so <laughs> beautiful, though. I'm so excited about it. I, I cannot wait. Yeah, oh, man. There's, I haven't seen, I, well, obviously, I haven't seen all the new ones, because you're not even done with yours yet, but I haven't seen most of the new ones, and I'm just really excited. I, I haven't gotten the chance to, like, really look at all the amazing, because, you know, the stuff, some of it's been around for a while, and I just want to, like, dig into the book, and I just... I love to get the hard copy and just, you know, I, I'm, I'm a spine cracker. I don't know if you guys are too, but I'm a spine cracker. I am all, I'm horrible. I'm hard, so hard on books. Anyway. Uh, hey, J-Man. Thanks for joining what us. What is up, J-Man? Glad you're uh, here. Yeah. And Kyron's here too. Hey, Kyron. What's up, Kyron? And thank you for uh, the uh, well wishes here. I, uh, it's still a little hoarse, but that was it. Like I wasn't. I I I got the Paxlovid. I got. The, I went to the. I went to the doctor and I got the good stuff. And you know, so I. Uh, I um. Got. It, it's met, left a weird taste in my mouth while I was on the medicine, but that was it. And then it 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 caught it. It cut it off at the at the heels or whatever. However you say that. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm crazy. But anyway, yeah, that's like I was okay pretty much on Monday, but then yeah, like I said, I couldn't talk, and now now I can talk, but I'm still a little hoarse. So we're gonna see how this goes because I haven't bothered to try and speak for a full hour yet. But we'll see. So anyway, oh. um, I think that's it for um for the rest of the UHS news. Um, if you haven't gotten your Medusa stuff yet, you should be soon, because that was basically done last week. So, um, you know, any day now if you don't already have it. And... Oh, I got mine. I oh, loved it. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And I, I sent Lori a whole box of, of stuff to... Um, like, of, of odds and ends that I had been collecting up, to, like, so everybody who got extra stuff... Uh, I had to make sure that she had that in time so that she could throw some of those into the boxes too. But uh, my wife got so tickled because she was asking me like as I was reading it, she came home and she's like, "Oh, that was, that's Miss Medusa's. How is it?" And I was like, 
there's a lot of dingers in it. And she just looks at me funny. And I was like, well, you know, I got the uncensored version and you know, they're equal opportunity nudists. And so there's, there's a lot of dingers. <laughs> and she just died laughing. That was her favorite part of the whole thing. So uh, I, I yeah. forgot what the Paul got a comment. The creator, Paul Hanley got a comment about the book and it was a, it was a critical comment. And he it said it was something about the the um, too much. God, I can't remember what it was, but I just remember that he said uh, that that uh, sometimes the sometimes the balance has to. It's just I, I'm gonna go find the I'm gonna go find the quote and I'm just gonna show everybody. I'll post it on our Facebook page or something because like it was it's too funny and I'm not gonna do it justice. So it was hilarious and it was raunchy and I laughed my butt off. So. Hi, right. Katie's here. Hey, Katie. Hey, Katie. Good to see you. So, Katie's only... F Katie's one hour less behind us than usual because apparently England doesn't, and Scotland doesn't do their, uh, their, uh, daylight savings time at the same time that we do. Oh, so she's not as far away as she was yeah, the other day. Yep. For, what, like a week or two, I think? Yeah. She's slightly less in, slightly less in the future. Um, yeah, I think that's it for UHS News. Um, I am sure that I'm forgetting something, but like Lori is the one who remembers that stuff and I am not a remembering kind of person. So we'll just catch back up next week when Lori's back. We'll see. And it'll be fine. But Sounds this good. week, so for our, for our main thing for our show tonight, we have a really awesome creator on and it's uh, Madeline Holly Rosing and we're going to bring her on right now. Hi. Welcome, Madeline. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes. I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Um, Boston Metaphysical Society. I um, Fish says you got you so you got a copy of it. Oh yeah. I, well, I've got copy? I've got a copy of the first issue that I didn't even realize I had. I think I probably got it in like one of those digital kits, you know, for backing somebody else's book. Mm -hmm. But I was I was looking through your page and looking through your Kickstarters and all this stuff and trying to learn as much as I could before we talked today so I could have good questions to ask you. And I got to read the first issue and I really enjoyed it. It was really cool. I really, oh, I really thank dug you. it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, but, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, for for those of your audience who've never seen or heard of me or Boston Metaphysical, um, I am the writer creator of it. And it's a uh, steampunk supernatural graphic novel prose and audio drama series. Uh, the basic premise is about an ex Pinkerton detective, a spirit photographer and a genius scientist who battles supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. Uh, we started with a six-issue mini-series with art by Emily Hugh, which we compiled into a trade paperback, which I refer to as Volume 1. And then we did four standalone sequels with art by Gwen Tavares. And we eventually compiled all of that into what I call Volume 2. <laughs> and now we're doing a brand new series called Mystery at Pikes Peak, uh, which takes our expanded team, because we've, we've grown over the years, and... Uh, because they have to get the hell out of Boston, um, take an airship to Tesla's experimental station in Colorado Springs, basically because Tesla owes them one. So they're calling in some markers. Cool. Wow. 
I am excited to I am excited to catch up and see what's going on. I had to get out and back it today because it's just too cool. It's just too cool, and you know I like it. And correct me if I'm wrong. You've got a all female creative team on the book now. Um, um, I always have, except for our letterer Troy Pateri and. Troy has been with me since the very beginning, and I hope he stays with me forever. Uh, so it's 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 been a really good match. And um, uh, besides him being just amazing at what he does, uh, it's also sentimental as, as well in that when I first started out, because we started as a webcomic, and before we had, I don't even think we had a website yet. I'm not even sure. But a friend of mine gave me a, like a little corner of her table at a con where I was just handing out postcards. And uh, Troy came to the table and she says, oh, Troy's a letterer and maybe he'll do your stuff. And so I had, she said, she told me to bring, you know, bring a script and whatever I had with me. And so he leafed through it. And he goes, yeah, I'll do this. I had no idea like who he was or how great he, nothing. I went like, okay. <laughs> okay cool okay i needed yes. to help yeah and well my friend christina strain at the at uh whose, whose table i was at has gone on to much bigger and better and was so um her recommendation means you know wonders and uh right. troy, troy has just been uh a joy joy to work with so um yes i i do have an all-female team uh, except for Troy. And in this Kickstarter, we're doing a couple of things differently. Uh, we're doing variant covers for the first time, uh, one by Rio Burton and one by Steph C. And we do have a new team on board. Uh, Elizabeth Nikedza is doing the interior art. Katie Brown is doing the coloring. And Angela Wu is doing our four main covers. So um, we have a, a very much an international team. Awesome. Very awesome. Hey, Quentin. Thanks for joining us. Um, anybody, if you have questions for Madeline, go ahead and drop them in the comments. We'll read them to her. And um, this book sounds so cool. I like you. You, you got when you had Pinkerton. I was like, yeah, yes, I'm. I'm on board already. Already with that. I just like love the old the old detective stories and things. And I don't even. I don't even remember the last like what got me into that stuff but um oh yeah, man the, anything that brings in edison and tesla and houdini and stuff like yeah. i love that whole thing and i'm i'm a sucker for all those stories that touch on that stuff because it's just there was so much potential right then you know when oh there was the whole world was changing there was so much potential Edison's trying to build a device to talk to the dead. Like there's just so much cool, weird stuff happening right then that you just could imagine the world's going to go anywhere. It's such a ripe sandbox yeah, to get that, to play in. Yeah. That was called his spirit bone. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you realize this, but in the audio drama, the spirit bone is in the audio drama. How can it world. not be? How <laughs> could it not? I knew it had to come up at some point. Uh, which, by the way, the, the CD and um, the download without commercials is available as an add-on um, in the Kickstarter for, for oh, people cool. who like who like audio stuff. <laughs> um, I know it's not not everybody's thing, but uh, yeah, it was it was fun, and uh, there's actually a little reference to that in Pike's Peak. Uh, so 
everything I do is a standalone, but if you read the other issues and the prose and even the audio drama, it just enriches everything else. Cause you go like, ah, yeah, I know where that came from and mm -hmm. things like, you know, things like fun things like that. Well, like, and you can enjoy the books alone, but if you know a little bit of that history, it's like, oh, oh, I know what they're talking about. And that makes it yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is a lot of fun. And yes, uh, Bell, Edison, Tesla, and Houdini are uh, integral within the, the original six issue miniseries. Uh, Tesla is in our first standalone, which is called Scourge of the Mechanical Man. And then we don't see him again until here, and, and nor are um, uh, the rest. But uh, we do, this is an alternate history. So there are some real references and uh <laughs> uh and and fictional um but yeah this is obviously all all fictional and what you may not realize is that uh granville woods who's a major character and part of the team is also a historical figure himself uh oh, he's an african-american cool. scientist who i discovered in my research when i was de originally developing the story and he was actually from Ohio. Um, I brought him to Boston because I can do that on the writer. <laughs> uh, but a fun story about him, he, uh, Edison, oh, the real Granville, Edison stole some of his patents because, well, that's what- I'm shocked. I could you know, not. That's what Edison did. Well, Granville sued him, but he won. Yeah. He wow, won. that's impressive. Yeah, he won, uh, and because of that, Edison offered him a job, and because I was thinking, well, since he can't steal from him, we might as well just hire him and steal from him that way. Uh, but um, but he uh, he refused and started his own business with his uh, brother in upstate New York. Um, unfortunately, he did uh, pass away in relative obscurity, and uh, I believe there's a, a plaque dedicated to him in uh, in somewhere in upstate new york I, I don't remember off the top of my head but yeah it was it was did they go in and destroy his workshop right after he died or am no, i thinking of somebody else i think you're thinking of somebody else okay. all right yeah i know when when tesla died the u.s government went into his apartment and took everything mm -hmm. and his uh his relatives were very angry over this and demanded it back but from a national security point of view i could kind of see why they would do that right i mean within yeah i mean especially depending <laughs> on what kind of technology he has hands on and yeah. yeah and then i think afterwards they they did return it slowly you know over time um his his uh, descendants may still be fighting over some of the stuff for all I know. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, but, uh, not a but... bit. Sure. So, um, I have a question for you about, did it start as a, a comic format and then you moved it to the audio drama or did it start as audio drama and then you moved it to comic or how did you, how did you do that? Actually, actually none of the above. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it originally started as a TV pilot that I wrote when... That was going to be I, my question. <laughs> yeah, I was in, in film school. I have an MFA in screenwriting from UCLA. 
and uh, I wrote the pilot there, uh, and it, it it made the rounds, and you know people liked it, but this was a long time ago, so steampunk really hadn't made the mainstream yet, and and even though Boston Metaphysical is more steampunk-ish than uh -huh. you know hardcore steampunk, it was still you know it's a period piece, it's expensive to produce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it was suggested to me that I turn it into a graphic novel and then use that as marketing material to resell back to Hollywood. Well, a funny thing happened during this journey. I discovered I really like writing comics. I love the independent uh, indie creator community. And so I decided to stay. So here we are over 10 issues later. And um, I wrote a prequel novel and a prequel anthology of short stories and novellas. And then we did the audio drama during the pandemic. That is awesome. That was the thing that really impressed me as I was looking more into this. Because, like, apparently we've been friends on Facebook for a while, like I am with all kinds of people I don't know. And yeah. I don't see their stuff because you can only see so much in a feed. and. Right. But then I got to looking, and I was really impressed with the number of books that you've put out, A, and, like, the community that you've built around this of backers. Like, I went back and, and just looked at the backers jump book after book after book, you know, until you're bringing in numbers that would make anybody proud. What do you What do you think has been the key to help building this kind of community around your work? Because everybody out there would love to have that kind of secret. <laughs> um, uh, well, number one, quality, uh, consistency. Um, and I do what I'm going to say I'm going to do. Uh, everything, all the, all the Kickstarters get delivered. Uh, people get what they need. You know, if, if there's a mistake or an issue, it gets taken care of. Uh, I think just a couple weeks ago, I, right before we launched, uh, a young lady uh, uh, notified me. She says, you know, I, I got my stuff a while ago from volume two, but my my physical stretch goals weren't in there. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> that's actually the first time that's ever happened for thousands of packages that have gone out. I said, oh, don't worry about it. Let me, you know, your address is the same. I'll throw them in the mail next week. They're out. And she's backing Absolutely. this one. And she's backing this one. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and I'm just out there. I'm not only doing Kickstarters, I'm doing conventions. I don't do as many conventions as I used to. When I was still building the business and the brand name, I was doing upwards to 20 cons a year. And now it's usually about nine, nine to 10. And then I'll maybe do some, some small things. Ten, 10 cons a year is still a lot of cons. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> But oh my still gosh, you're saying 20, and I was like, holy cow, I feel tired just hearing you say 20 cons a year. I did 15 one year, and I was like, never again. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah I'm having to be careful how I plot them out because, like, some of them hit just weekend to weekend to weekend, and my body can't take that. Mm -hmm. And with my neurological illnesses and stuff, like, I can't. I can't do that much, so I got to space it out and mm -hmm. time which one's more important. What what makes you pick the handful of cons that you still go to? Like, what made you prioritize those? Uh, well, one, if there's steampunk conventions, I'm I'm going to go to those. 
because mm -hmm. uh, th that's my core demographic. And those are the people who were with me from the very beginning and who, who supported me from the very beginning. So I will always be giving back to that community. They, they've been with me forever. So I will be with them forever. Absolutely. Uh, the others have to do with, um, uh, you know, how well we do and if it's worth my, my, my time and money, it's, it's, it's a budget thing. I mean, I, I am actually running a business here, so oh, yeah. I, I, have, I have to pick and choose. And, uh, of course you always have to take a risk, not knowing what's going to happen. I'm going to Baltimore comic-con for the first time this year, uh, based on what a lot of other people told me that it is a great con. They love indie creators. So I said, okay, let's give it a shot. So, I'm going to go have fun. Already got my hotel. I'm already got my table. Just going to do airfare and figure out freighting stuff in. <laughs> that's, that's, that's something that fun. I think a lot of people need to think through when they want to make that move from like dedicated hobby to actual job, you know, actual business is, is this worth it? Am I getting enough of a return on this? You know, I might be having fun. I may be making some friends, but is this pushing my business forward? Is this the smart move right now? And sometimes we've got to make hard choices in that. And no, no, it is. And and then sometimes you may be going to a con that is potentially a lost leader, but what you'll be getting, if it's, you know, it's a new con, you're going to be getting new names on your email list. Mm -hmm. So these people may come on board for a future Kickstarter. And mm -hmm. so you always have to look at it in those terms. Like, okay, this may be a new con, you know, if I break even, it's like, if I break even for Baltimore, that's a win-win for me because I'm introducing the the brand oh, and the whole area, yeah. to a whole new different people. So I'll be pleased as punch if, if we break even. Mm -hmm. um, because ultimately that I'll, I'll see that produce something later on down the line. Mm. And yes. the more eyes you get on your project, the better, especially when you're putting out a quality product, like you said, because yes. that matters too. Absolutely. Like, I think a lot of people like to just claim, you know, it was the sophomore slump that killed my book. But honestly, I back a whole lot of books on indie comics. I try and back all the cool stuff mm -hmm. that I see. And then there's a lot of those that I'm like, all right, I supported you. I'm not coming back for issue two. Like, <laughs> There, you know, if the story's good, I will come back. If the artwork is good, I will come back. I care more about the story than the art myself. But, you know, I back, I buy lots of stuff that has okay art, but amazing stories that make me cheer out loud and yell out sound effects and go, oh no. And, you know, if you get a reaction vocally out of me, I am buying everything you put out from now on. And, you know, I dig it. But yeah, quality matters. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, why don't we uh, take a look here at your, um, I, I am so in awe by that, that, that backer count there. Like you have almost 600 people back in your, and that's just this one. That is so cool. Thank you. <laughs> we, 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 we have some, uh, uh, hardcore fans who I appreciate to the bottom of my heart without them, Boston metaphysical wouldn't exist. Absolutely. So, Agreed. A big shout Same out here. Thank, thank you to them. For... As, um, and by the way, if anybody wants, if you're watching and you want to check this out, I put the link in the comments in, in case you are um, having trouble reading the banner on the bottom here. The link is in the comments of whatever you're wa watching this on, whatever platform you're watching it on. 
and uh, and if you can't find it, the link there or whatever, just go to kickstarter.com and use the search function and just type in Boston Metaphysical Society or Madeline's name, oh, Madeline right Holly Rosing. It'll come up. It's the only thing that comes up, so you'll find it. It's pretty easy. I always double check those things beforehand to make sure that I'm not telling you guys lies when I tell you to just go search it. So it's definitely working. Oh, we had a mess with my first Green Zone Kickstarter <laughs> trying to get it to show up in the search engine. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It's always fun. It's always fun. Uh, so, wow, you have four stretch goals. Wow. Yeah, because you, yeah, we're awesome. into our fourth four stretch goal. Um, uh, which is great. Uh, I was I was hoping we you know we would get there because. Uh, the four stretch goal and we'll get to it at the bottom but um we do pins and other things but it, it looks like i've kind of started a new collectible for boston metaphysical rather unwittingly <laughs> and that's uh, a metal bookmark and uh, and you'll you'll see the image of it when we get there but what we're looking at there is uh the uh, cover of issue one our main cover by angela Wu. And yeah. uh, of Granville, Caitlin, uh, Samuel, and Alma, who is our relatively new team member. member. She came on uh, a, a couple issues ago. Uh, this this art is beautiful. That's and awesome. beautiful. this is uh, the main cover for the second issue by Angela. And the ghostly cool. mechanical hands. Uh, if you read the issue, it's all going to make sense. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's I mean, this is really cool. This is really cool. So, okay. And uh, yeah, this is some of uh, Elizabeth's art and Katie Brown doing the coloring. This first three pages. It's very, very pretty stuff. I am. Um, I mean, I need it just for the art alone. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a cool. Ah, oh, cool full page. The Zeppelin. And. And it works. As, art works with the uh, with the the steampunky uh, historical fiction type uh, feel of it too. It's it's just great. Yeah, uh, this is the actually our second cover of uh, the second printing of Volume One. That's a cover by Roberta Ingranata, and uh, that contains our original six issue miniseries, which is available both in physical and digital form. Awesome. And um, volume two, like I mentioned, contains all of our standalone sequels plus a bonus story, uh, also done by Roberta Ingranata. And if that sounds familiar, it, it should. She does Doctor Who for Titan Comics. Oh. And Be the awesome. cover is by uh, Marguerite um, Savage. Awesome. Done a ton of stuff. That's our, uh, our first uh, issue. Um, variant cover by Rio Burton who apparently is also from Colorado and I didn't know that so we just it all fit <laughs> and then we have a beautiful cover uh, oh. for the second issue by Steph C yeah. oh cool that's beautiful and uh, we're doing metal variants for the first time that's just a little audio visual thing it doesn't actually show the metal um, I, I want to play the I want to play the videos, but like every time I play the videos on the on the uh, actual on the browsers, it, it something goes wrong for me. So I'm just gonna <laughs> play it safe. And like, if you guys want to watch it, go go and look at it. But like, I'm afraid to do it on here. 
That's the cover for the audio drama, which you'll also get on the, the CD. I know that's kind of retro, but they're WAV files, so you just get better sound. What can I say? <laughs> cool. And uh, that's an, uh, a proof of our, our image of our new, our new pen. We do a pen for every single Kickstarter. And this one is of the Tesla coil. Uh, they're designed by Alejandro Lee. And uh, yeah, people collect these. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. And, and the, whole, the full set is available as well. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Yeah, and you I'm, can also do it as an add-on. I'm really What's starting to appreciate how much people love pins. Mm -hmm. Oh, I absolutely love them. I don't wear them, but I've got a lamp that's covered with them. <laughs> oh, nice. <gasps> so, yeah, that's the set. Um, we have a set of seven. Wow. I love a lapel oh, pin, cool. too. Because, like, my stepdad had all these lapel pins, you know, for... Uh, the American Legion and ever, all the other clubs that he was in all had these old school lapel pins. And I just, I love that. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Um, that's the, um, the cover of the prequel novel, a storm of secrets, Jeez. which starts about five years before, uh, volume one does. So it's a prequel. And then this is the cover of the second edition of the anthology, uh, short stories and novellas. And those stories range anywhere from five years to 35 years prior to the uh, six issue, original six issue miniseries. Wow. I'm kind of loving this font here. I don't know if that's a, if that's a handmade font or if that's a, a, something that you found, but that is super cool. I'm a, I'm a font nerd. I collect <laughs> them. I've, so many that I've never even used, but I just have them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Fonts. You gotta. You gotta. Oh, wait. What's We're this? Talking, you know, a little for bit. Best comic graphic novel. Oh, cool. That's yeah, we've, we've cool. been around for a while. Uh, someone reminded me last year that uh, 2022 is our 10th anniversary. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. That is amazing for an indie comic. That is something to really be proud of right there. I have I have I have my own co host now and <laughs> very <sighs> And then of course we talk about international shipping and VAT for I, I actually get ah, yes. a number of overseas backers, so Yes, uh, international shipping is just fun isn't it <laughs> it's just fun yeah fortunately i do use pirate ship in their simple export rate and that has that has saved backers a lot of money mm, absolutely yeah that's about pirate ship is so cool and and then there's there's actually a little trick that my husband figured out is that some of our bigger packages are over four pounds and four pounds is over the limit for the simple export rate but what you do is you break it up into two different packages and then depending and on where it lies, it actually, it ends up anywhere from 20 to $30 cheaper than if you sent it by USPS. Interesting. I gotta yeah. remember that. So, oh, so yeah. I let all, all of, all of the Didn't international backers who, who back the larger, heavier packages, I let them know you're getting two packages. This is why, because it will save you money. Mm -hmm. mm. 
Yeah, Katie, uh, Katie's over in, in the UK and says, I would back so many more Kickstarters at the physical level if it weren't for shipping. Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely, yeah, oh my gosh. I've, yeah, you know, when we I, ship I can... out stuff here, it's just like, ugh, holy cow. One of my yeah. favorite books is from Australia, but it costs so much to get just one book from over there that I'm like, I'm waiting until he gets to like that 10th issue and then I'm just going to pay for that heavy box to come over once and get it all at one time. And, uh, well, and he's not going to have books. That's also why we have um, the digital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, people get the, the high-res versions of everything. So everything looks beautiful. And you've yeah. got a really large digital backers. Like, I was I was looking at that as well. Because I, I like backing digital comics because I'm an artist. I'm, I make my living drawing comics. I don't get paid a whole lot. So, like, you know, if I back digital comics, I can back more books. That's just good math. Yeah. And... Yeah. And every once in a while, there's something that I have to go back and get a physical copy of. But I love the digital comics. Like, I was just reading yours earlier. Um, and you've got a lot of people coming in and backing at the digital level, which is really awesome to see. Because that's a lot of backers coming in and cuts out a whole lot of shipping costs and stuff. And mm -hmm. No, and uh, like me, I don't. I have a very small office. I don't have the physical space to put books. So I, I also back a lot on the digital level. Mm -hmm. So this oh, is our, our, our teams for all of the different books. Mm -hmm. um, this is for Mystery at Pikes Peak. Uh, talks about Elizabeth and Katie, um, Angela and Troy. There's He works on so much stuff I can't even... He'd take up the whole Kickstarter page. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the the sequels of Gwen Tavares. Um, Gwen did a, a wonderful job. Uh, she had to move on because she has two children under the age of three. Yep. That should, that's, that should yeah. tell you all you need to know. <laughs> yep. Say no more. And then Emily and Gloria and Fariza and everybody from the the first the first six issues. Cool. And so, yeah, we have some fun stretch goals. Uh, like you saw, we've already made a three. Uh, the first one was uh, a digital bundle of six comics. So uh, you'll be getting that already. Oh, yeah, that's some good stuff in there. Yeah. And then if you back at the um, uh, physical level, you'll be getting that plus these two magnets. I told Alejandro to have fun with the colors this time. So, cool. They ended up, they're going to be beautiful. I know that. Oh, um, yeah. And then we had another digital package. So, you'll actually already be getting 12 additional digital comics fish. So, oh, yeah. And I can some testify of some of those, like Water Wars, are really good. Mm. Like, that's good stuff. If y'all don't, y'all need to get in on this. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and if you haven't, uh, if you haven't heard of Hopeless Maine by Thomas Brown and Naomi Brown, uh, that's going to be a treat. And of course, uh, Mike Shea's Miskatonic High. Mm -hmm. I've really been enjoying. I've really been enjoying that. But I didn't hear about the other one. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's amazing how many things we miss on the algorithm, and like we're posting this stuff all the time, promoting our books, mm -hmm. and then you know. People can be like, oh, I had no idea. Like, <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the Facebook and Insta they hate us. They all hate us. They've, I had people come back. Them. 
six months after my first Kickstarter saying, oh, I just saw you have a Kickstarter. Can I still back it? And I'm like, well, no, you can buy one of the books. I've got like, you know, 200 here. <laughs> yeah, I'll sell you one. But yeah, Kickstarter's over. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, the current stretch goal is this is a stainless steel bookmark that will have the experimental station etched into it. Ooh. And um, if you want to where that I think when we get to 21,000 that's when we'll get that and then the stretch goal right after that is to give it a copper finish which is totally Ooh. cool uh, if you actually wanted to click on the updates and um, go to the first update because I just did that today and scroll down and then you can see that's what they actually look like because I did one for volume two and we did uh, Alejandro did the dirigible so Man. they're they're very cool that is neat i want that oh that's a whole different oh level of metal bookmark see that's not what i was thinking there that's... Uh, yeah that is not at all what i was expecting that is so that cool is fancy look at that thing yeah so uh yeah for those who backed at a physical level um that particular bookmark will be on backer kit so they can pick that up later if they want but yeah, I just wanted them to get a sense of what this is actually going to look like because you can't really tell with, with the art. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, it doesn't. As it somebody doesn't who's do tried to add those fancy finishes to our covers and stuff, I can say it just never quite does it justice. It's not ever. the same. Yeah. No. But at least you know what we're trying to convey if we do the it. The shiny, right. <laughs> the holographic, the reflective metal—like it's just—it never comes out exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, you recommended Kickstarters down here. Yes. See, now, when we know somebody like you with a proven track record here and we can look at your updates and see all the recommended stuff and, and just be like, yeah, I know this will be good. <laughs> that's Same thing with, like, that's what everybody's like. If Lori likes it, then everybody should just go get it. Cause oh, yeah. If Lori it, signs know, off on it, I'm back yeah. in the period. That's cause... why, like... I didn't have to. I didn't have to see anything about Boston Metaphysical. I was like, Lori likes it. I know I'm gonna like it. That's all that matters. That's that's all uh, that I need to know. If Lori likes it, then I know I'll like it. I know it's worth the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh but that gosh, comes from having high so standards cool. and putting out quality stuff, you know. Which is what I'm always trying to tell people: always put out your best work. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Do your best work you can possibly do on this project, because in the end, it's your name and this work and that's what people are going to see and that's what they're going to attribute to you they're not oh, going to know I, how I, short I the time limit was or they were a jerk or they weren't paying money you know yeah no i know i absolutely agree with you because i mean all of this has my name on it mm -hmm. so it has to be beautiful it has to be wonderful because it has my name on it. absolutely yes. it needs to be top notch that's why yeah. like i'm always like no i know i could use the same image over again i know i could use the same template over again but it's going to take me no time to recreate a new one i want to give something new and original and fresh you know like it's those little touches that really make your stuff sing and make it look great absolutely oh i really want that bookmark we need to get you <laughs> to your next stretch goal because that copper yeah, is absolutely. just fantastic ah Everybody go back it now. Get, <laughs> get to the next stretch goal. We need that copper bookmark. Oh, oh so I'm pretty. just dying to find out the rest of the story after what I just read. 
like I'm already hooked. And to know that there's so much cool story to go through, I'm, oh, I'm so looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it is the Pikes Peak as in Pikes Peak, Colorado. That is correct. Yes. I, (laughs) so I, um, live near a, there's a state park, I think in Iowa. And I live near enough to it that I can, we could do that as a day trip. And it's called Pikes Peak. And I'm like, I, I was aware of the Pikes Peak because I have a, a, an aunt that lives in Colorado. And so I was aware of that Pikes Peak, which is obviously the Pikes Peak that everybody knows. But then everybody, when I came back and talked about visiting Pikes Peak, they're like, well, we've all been there. And I was like, okay, Colorado's literally a thousand miles away. How did you? <laughs> and then they all thought that we meant this, it's a bluff, I think, and and uh, like it's fine, right? But it's not a mountain. It's not. Why is it called Pikes Peak? I and I, I should figure that out. I don't actually know why, but but uh, yeah, it's a it's fine, but it's not a, it's not the Pikes Peak. No, it's it was a, a a great location for a lot of reasons. One, you know, Tesla had his experimental station there for a year. And uh, I was able to work in some other things that I, I almost kind of stumbled upon that just worked in beautifully for the story of, of some of the mining that was done there. And even though some uh, of, of the mining of one particular L, uh, ore wasn't done until a little bit later, who cares? They can do it now. That's um, pretty close. That's pretty close. close enough. It was like within 10 to 20 years. So it's like close enough. I can tell just, I could tell in reading the first one that you cared about those kind of details because all the little things were right. And like the way they talked to each other and the way they, you know, interacted with each other. And that's the kind of thing that I noticed missing in a lot of period stuff is they have them acting and behaving and talking like we do now and not taking all those historical events and stuff into context. I was really impressed. I was really impressed reading. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, I like to have those nuances because it allows you to come into the world mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and you're there in that world and, and it's different than our world. And uh, the Boston metaphysical world is very hierarchical. It's, it's even more stringent than ours was during that time period. And um you know, race, uh, racism, sexism, classism are themes I always deal with, but in an organic fashion as the characters deal with them. There's mm-hmm. no one lecturing or, you know, you There's don't, nobody don't just standing there wagging their finger telling you how life is. But the yeah. little things like her having to carry a bag of rags with her so she can explain to her mom where she's been, like that tells you so much about her and where she is. And, you know, says so much in just that little thing. I just loved it. Yeah. And, uh, Very cool. Ah, yes. I don't want to give away any spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So what's, so after, I mean, non-spoilery, of course, um, but what's mm-hmm. next after you get this book out? What's next? Um, forward to? I, I would actually like to finish there's a trilogy of novels that are a prequel to the original graphic novel about 35 years before called the house wars, which is my version of the American civil war, but in the the Boston metaphysical universe. And I do have the first novel written, uh, but I really want to go back and 
finish that and finish the three. And I decided that that I'm going to bring that directly to Kickstarter. And, um, I have some really, I have some, uh, artists I have in mind. We'll see if they're available when I need them, um, to, you know, for covers and also to put it in a beautiful box and just make it lovely for everyone. Cool. Man, That's exciting something stuff. So cool. I just, I don't, I don't have any reason to love the boxed up collector's sets and I just love them. And I just like, there's, it's just a box, right? But it's a special box. It's a cool it's a box. Special box. It's a special box made especially special for this. Yes. And it fits just right. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, I love yeah, that. Yeah. And, and they're always like, they always look so nice when you get them up on your shelves and, and, I oop! I just saw the out of the corner of my eye. I just saw the uh, somebody pledged, <laughs> and the, the numbers went up. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate yes. that. We're just gonna. I'm just gonna pretend that it came from one of our viewers, even if it didn't, because <laughs> we got we got good viewers. Usually, they trust our judgment on this stuff too. So if we say it's good, then they'll believe us. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah. It it was. I I think it was Lori. <laughs> oh. She's well, probably... that's absolutely from this show. <laughs> Definitely, yes. Yeah, she's she's uh, taking a break from her world saving and uh, just. Well, I hope so. I know. Phone, I guess. <laughs> I know she works very, very hard. Uh, she's awesome at what she does, um, and I'm I'm sure she and I we've we've talked numerous times through Facebook, you know, and uh, and we'll continue to do so. I have no doubt. <laughs> oh yeah, Lori yes. is the best. I love her. It, she edits my book Green Zone for me, and I absolutely love her because she's up in the middle of the night and she's crazy fast like I am. And I usually freak people out when I send them so many pages so fast, and she's just <laughs> sending me edits right back again. And oh, I love her so much. Yeah, if you, yeah, she she is. It's like you can if you can catch her when she has a minute. Yeah, if you catch her at the right time, get back to you. Yeah, right and that's I well. I like to blame this on Jeffrey. It's like, I have to be a daytime person. I would absolutely be a middle-of-the-night person if I didn't have a daytime person that I, you know, if, I'm, if I wasn't living with a daytime person, I would be a nighttime person. But we have to strike a balance, you know, and sometimes I'll still, like, there was that one time that um, uh, Lori and Lori was up and Mike was up. Mike sent Lori something and, and then um, she was like, hang on, I gotta do this thing with Sarah first and then and then Mike's like what everybody's up <laughs> like we're all middle of the night people yeah, I'm enough I, of I, an early bird we cross over yeah I was like that too till I got married and then it all shifted yeah men that's one <laughs> of the things I love about being an early bird now because she sleeps late I get a big chunk of the day to myself to work oh that's fair that's fair yeah it actually worked out well for me so to, to make that switch so it's it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I get more done during the day. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, so if you want to back this, we it's still on Kickstarter for 17 more days. You got Correct. time. And um, yeah, just like I said, I, I'm going to let me just post it in the comments again here. And oh, there it goes. It took a second. And so you can go click that link or just go to kickstarter.com and type in Boston Metaphysical Society. It'll come right up. 
And I can't wait to see what's... I can't wait to see this one. I can't wait to see what's next. I gotta get... Like, I gotta find whatever... Whatever level, whatever pledge level gets me all of the stuff that you that I can get for me. Because I don't think I have anything of yours yet. So... And I'm... I, just, the art is so cool. I have to get... I have to get yeah, something. Is. So I might have to just get whatever your best digital bundle is, probably. Yeah, we, because... we actually have three different types of digital bundles. One has... The first one is just a comics. I mean, well, the, actually, we have four. Uh, the first one is just issues one and two of Mystery at Pike's Peak. Uh, the uh, first bundle, uh, which is really nice, uh, has, it's comics only, but it has volume one, two, and uh, issues one and two of Pike's Peak. And then we have a comics and prose digital bundle, which also gets you the novels, the novel and the anthology. And then the premium digital package not only gets you all of that, but it also gets you the commercial free digital download of the audio drama. I'm kind, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a podcast nerd. I like to pop them in when, uh, when I'm driving somewhere. So I might have to get that too. I love to work to them. I just, yeah. I got to do another book or something, make some money before I up my pledge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the, oh man. Mm. I got a decision to make, I think. I got a hard decision to make here. And I want that freaking copper bookmark, too. Oh, oh, I'll, I can add that one on, right? I can, I'll get it. We'll figure um, it out. You can only <laughs> add on if you like the physical. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. It's I that whole shipping thing. You don't have to pay with the digital books. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of well, hard to email yeah. that bookmark. That is fair. Yes, that's right, yeah. right. And yeah, and well, and the digital books take up so much less space too. So, mm -hmm. I oh know, man, I, know. I, I I get that. Yeah, I can take but... a thousand books with me on vacation on my tablet, no problem. And Insane. you know, I don't have to lug around a short box full of need to read comics with me. I just I love it. Yeah, I love physical books, but there's just something to be said about having a digital copy too. And it's nice that you know most most. Uh, if you buy the physical, they'll just you'll get the digital. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like, but yeah, it's just, I, I do like my physical copies, and I'm gonna run into Fish's problem one of these days where I won't have space for it because I am already in this situation where I'm like, I'm putting things, I'm putting books where books don't belong. Oh, the whole yeah. underside of this table that I'm streaming from right now is filled with short boxes of comics. It's just no, that's, just, that's what's holding the table up. You know, I, my office is fulfillment center. Mm -hmm. so, you know, this is bubble wrap and foam and flattened mm -hmm. boxes and and everything behind me. So no, I don't have much room more for books, unfortunately. But yes, um, I totally understand the issue with the digital, you know, space dilemma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I would. It's I would absolutely get the physical copies every time I could, but yeah, like just the digitals are just, they're so convenient and they don't take up space and yeah, I have, I have to, I'm going to have to make a decision on this here. Do I want to get the physical copy and, you know, get my paper copy in my hands and get that copper bookmark? Do I want to go with the digital? Cause then I'd get more. Oh, decisions, decisions, a tough decisions. choice. It's a tough choice. Oh, it is. What are we going to do? So. Yeah. Oh, but but very cool book. Very cool art. I love it. Um, I have 
a couple of these things here if you want to take a check if anybody wants to look at these uh, covers a little bit closer. Yeah, on, on the left is the main cover, uh, and on the right is our variant cover by Rio Burton. And the, um, the, yeah, the left cover, I just, it's so, I don't know, I don't know what, it's the composition or something, the colors. I'm not really sure why I love that one, but it really, it's really... No, Angela's just done an, an amazing job. It's beautiful. And then this one's and number two here. Number two is issue number two. Uh, the one on the left is, of course, by Angela Wu. And then the variant cover on the right is by Steph C. I just yeah. love those hands. That's such yeah. a dramatic image. It's so, yeah, and that's the negative space thing is really cool. I, I'm, I'm digging it. I love it. Mm -hmm. I yeah, it Angela's really just done an amazing thing. It's, it's beautiful. And, yeah. All, all the pages that you have on your Kickstarter page, it, they look, they just all look amazing, and, and, and that it's an audio drama too is super cool. Um, I, I, I do have to ask, was it difficult? So you started it, it started as a, a script for a show, for an actual TV show. Yeah. Was it tough to translate that into the graphic novel format? It, it was, should I say, it was an experience. Um, I actually took a sequential art class to learn how to write comics, because even though screenwriting and comics are, are similar, they're both visual writing, there are differences. Mm -hmm. oh, and sure. you can't just transpose one into the other without it not turning out right. Mm -hmm. And so my instructor told me, he says, you're not going to be able to just transfer one to the other. He goes, you're just going to have to put the, the, the TV pilot and in the in the drawer and move on and of course something i myself no i can do <laughs> i well, can make it work yeah i can make it work well obviously he was right i was wrong but <laughs> you have to go through that so you know i wrote that realized it wasn't going to work so then yes i put it away and really adapted it into a, a six issue mini series so it it made it made much more sense this way mm. And, uh, and, and that's what you're, that's what you're reading now. Um, so yeah, it is an adaptation. It's, it's not an exact thing. And the same thing with the audio drama, the audio drama was based on, uh, a, an episode that I wrote for Boston Metaphysical as a TV show. And I just took the essence of the premise of that and, and, and adapted it into an audio drama because you couldn't have the exact thing because you don't have the visuals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some things just had to absolutely change. And uh, so that's what I did. <laughs> As an artist, I have gotten all kinds of scripts and I've gotten scripts that were TV scripts and just here, let's make this into a comic, which were almost as little fun to work from as when somebody tried to give me a novel and like, here, we'll just turn this into a comic. And I was oh like, no, I can't do that. Not how this like, works. Like <laughs> this book is going to make an 800 page comic. Like I, neither of us can do that. No, it's the, one of the many nice things about writing comics is that it forces you to, to distill the story down into its basic components mm -hmm. and with no waste. And, uh, I mean, I have beta readers. I don't have a formal editor, but I have two beta readers who I, I listen to intently. And then as art comes in, I am constantly 
changing and cutting and um up until i mean and i keep doing that even you know people tell me how many rewrites do you do i however many are necessary yeah like you've yeah. got to be ready for that and that's something that a lot of people that are just getting started don't think about they're like oh i wrote this this is my baby it is done now and i was like if you yeah. want it to be the best it's going to be you need to be okay with chopping it up and putting it back together and honing it and polishing it and reworking it a few times until you get it to something that really shines and you need either editors or proofreaders that are like yeah, you need to, to be hurt okay your feelings with somebody else chopping it up and yeah, destroying and saying, your baby yeah this that's part the thing. doesn't make sense this part doesn't i don't understand this it's in your head you know the whole world i don't this doesn't mm -hmm. make sense we either need to trim this off or we need to tuck it in and make it make sense yep and, yeah i'm i'm pretty ruthless with with my dialogue um when i get into final edits so uh, i'm like do we really need this no yeah, never say in 10 words what you can say in five, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then you have to, you know, you have to look at the art. You have to look at the paneling. Mm -hmm. Will this fit? Does this now make sense in the art? You know, you have this beautiful art and you don't want to cover up this beautiful art and, or do something stupid with it. So it's like, okay, we'll have this line here. We'll move this line over here. We'll shift this over here. So we have this nice flow and people can see what's going on in the background because that adds subtext to the story that you don't want them to miss. Oh yeah. And sometimes yeah. like when you actually see it laid out in front of you, just moving this balloon from this panel to this panel can have such an emotional impact sometimes. And that's, that's, that's one of the beautiful things that I love about comics is just the way we can control that timing and spacing and mm -hmm. stuff. It's, I love it. I could geek out on this all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, uh, it would be, I could, I, I have things that I want to ask you, but like, I, if I, if I ask you while we're still live, then I'm going to be, I'm going to incur the wrath of Lori. So I'm not going to ask you right now. I'll, I'll wait until we're off air, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So everybody go back Boston metaphysical society and, um, and, and do, you know, face the same hard choice I'm facing now, which do we go with digital or do we go with physical? Don't know. So, and, uh, next week, next week, next week is Matt's monster movie Mondays. We're going to watch Ooh. a, I think we're watching Gamera. I think we're actually getting into Gamera now. Ooh, so, cool. um, we get to watch turtle monsters. I, I've been waiting for Gamera. I like right now Mothra is my favorite as I learn. And I don't know if, because Mothra's so pretty, and I don't know if, if they're going to, Gamera's can't beat pretty, but maybe Gamera's cooler. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I, I trust Matt's kaiju knowledge and that he's leading us in the right direction and teaching us how, teaching us kaiju in the proper manner. Because if he, if not him, then who, right? Like, who could be better at it than Matt? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Matt Frank, going to be on. And we're gonna talk about Camara. It's gonna be fun. Um, maybe maybe their cat will cause another house explosion. That was funny. I, I that amused me. And um, thank you, Madeline, for coming and talking about your your all your projects. Uh, thank you on... so much for having me on the show. Absolutely, they're so this is so cool. I am so excited to get my hands on it, and I hope everybody else is too. And um, yeah, 
So thank every thank you everybody for coming and watching, and um, have thank a great you. night. And uh, we'll see you again next week. I hope so. Bye.